Welcome to episode 12 of the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm Templeton Elliott, and in this episode we have Tim Gavin talking about riding for blind and filming Tim and Henry's Pack of Lies. Well, I, I remember like video days that had just come out and um, I started skating with Guy and, and Rudy a lot and, um, you know, those guys were like, God, you should uh, you should just get on blind. I said, uh, I'd love to because for me, I mean, it was just a matter of who I enjoyed skating with the most at the time. You know, the 8th Street days were rad because I, I lived in the 8th Street house and I was skating with Donger and John Reeves and Dan Patera. You know, so skating for H Street was rad. And then, uh, you know, I met Guy and Rudy at a at a contest in San Diego, and I just, you know, those guys were like, "Come up to L.A." And I said, I, "Let's do it." So I, uh, I went up to L.A. and stayed with those guys, and uh, I ended up skating with those guys a lot. And um, you know, I was skating with them so much, it, it was just a matter of time for me to get on blind. Um, so you know, Rudy and Guy spoke to Mark and Jason, and and they put me on, and then. I remember we were skating at the beach, and uh, Henry Sanchez came up from, or came down from San Francisco, and we were skating with Henry. Henry just kind of stayed stayed down here in L.A. from San Francisco, and you know, so Henry got on, and then uh, this dude Socrates Leo was uh, filming a lot for for World Industries and Blind, and he just started filming us because uh, we were all just skating together, and you know, those days, me and Henry were probably getting like five or ten tricks a day. You know, we had the most footage at the time, and I forget whose idea it was, maybe Rocco or somebody, but, you know, somebody had mentioned, let's do a video with Tim and Henry, and um, we did that, and I think everybody else had a few clips, and uh, it just became like a promotional video. Yeah, it wasn't, it, it didn't start like, hey guys, let's film a blind video, let's have a team meeting, and let's talk about the deadline, and let's do all of that, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was just, we were skating, and Sock happened to be filming us. And then a matter of time, we had compiled X amount of footage, and, um, you know, that footage needed to come out at some point, because we had, like, five, I had, like, five or six minutes of footage. You know, we were going to save the other footage for another video, and then, you know, Girl started, and, uh, I think World just kept all that footage. I don't even know where that footage is, but, you know, there could possibly be, uh, a Tim and Henry's part two, because we had so much footage, but, yeah, it was just, we were skating. And Sock had a camera on us, and uh, it just happened. You know, for me, those days were the best because I felt like I was at the pinnacle of my skateboarding career. You know, those days were, they were fun because of, you know, who I was skating with at the time. And, you know, the progression, the tricks were, they were all so new. You know, like a, a big spin was was new, and... You know, I'll never forget the day where I saw Mark Gonzalez and Henry doing no-slide, nose-blunt-slide transfer over a double-sided block or a curb or whatever. I, I thought that was the raddest trick in the world. If you couldn't tell in the Tim and Henry's part, obviously I fell in love with that trick. I, I first saw Mark Gonzalez do that trick, and then I saw Henry doing it at the Santa Monica Beach Curves going 100 miles an hour, and I was like, dude, that trick looks so rad. And, you know, those days were, you know, going to the POW contest and seeing Henry and Mike Carroll doing switch big spins over the hip, and uh, I'd never seen that before, and I was just like, God, you know, these tricks just look so cool. You know, so those days were 
were just an era of seeing new tricks for the first time. For me, I would uh, not only try to learn the trick that I saw, but try to do a variation uh, because that trick was so new and, you know, a variation of that trick was just another part of that progression. So when I wrote for Blind, I remember going back to the 8th Street house and we like thrashed the 8th Street house. We spray painted blind boys on the wall or something crazy and like just so cocky and just so fucking uh, juvenile. Just left that night and went back up to L.A. thinking it was the raddest thing we ever we ever done. And those dudes were pissed. I remember they were, they were super pissed. But through my, my adolescence and my my teenage years, I uh, I was very crafty. Here's an interesting story. I used to, when I lived in Phoenix, when I was uh, like 15 or 16, and I had met Guy and Rudy at a Phoenix contest and got their number. I used to call those guys every night on 8th Street's bill. Back then, you could do it what they called a third-party billing. And uh, I'd call the operator and, and say, I want to call this number and have, have it do a third-party billing. And they would ask, what number do you want to bill it to? And I gave them 8th Street's number. I literally called Guy and Rudy every night to talk skate and just see what tricks they were doing and, you know, see what's up and just nerd out on skating. And I'd bill it to the 8th Street house. And I think after, like, five months, they they somehow just realized um, that somebody was third-party billing phone call, long-distance phone calls to their number. And next thing you know, I... I I think my dad and, and Tony Magnuson had a conversation and my dad was super pissed and, um, but yeah, so that, that came to an abrupt end, um, quickly, but that, I always thought that was a funny story, making those third party calls to guy to A Street. I think I rode for blind. <laughs> Me and Jerron, we lived in an apartment building alongside the 101 freeway and, uh, the whole balcony was full of beer cans and whatnot, but there was enough room for you to set up a new board or change your wheels. But Sheffy used to go out there and change his wheels, and he would get his old wheels and, like, Sandy Koufax, a fastball, onto the 101 freeway. And we wouldn't blink an eye. We just thought that was totally normal because he did it every day, it seemed like. Do you, I, I mean, I look back and go, good God, I drive on that freeway. Imagine if I just my car got struck by a Javante Turner 39 millimeter blind wheel from the freaking apartment building 200 yards north of the freeway. I mean, how crazy is that? I mean, so the Sheffy stories are nonstop. Big thanks to Tim Gavin for talking to me and everyone else out there listening and sharing the podcast. For this episode, I want to recommend the TV show Fargo. It's a really cinematic, dark comedy similar to the original movie. The first season is available on Hulu, and the second season is currently airing on FX. Head to mostlyskateboarding.com for links and other show notes. There's an Amazon link on Mostly Skateboarding that you can use when doing your holiday shopping. It costs you nothing and puts a few cents in the bank for the eventual upgrade to a SoundCloud Pro account in order to keep all the episodes available. And don't forget to follow Mostly Skateboarding on Twitter, Tumblr, and the blog for daily skate radness.